Welcome to Ulster Moose Show's podcast series, an inside look at innovative fiber-based solutions. Throughout this series, we will investigate all the possibilities that pulp and fiber-based products can bring to create a truly sustainable solution for anything from food packaging to highly technical applications. I'm Addie Teeters with Ulster Moose Show, and I'm here today with two members of our technical business team to discuss innovation, and in particular, innovation in sustainability. I'd like to introduce Zach Limekuller, Vice President of our technical business and also a key leader in our research and development activities for the business, and Dana DeCuster, Market Manager for our technical solutions business. Welcome both. Thank you. Hello. Thank you. So Dana, to get us started, when you are working directly with a customer, how do you investigate their sustainability needs and what are some of the typical solutions you offer or solutions you think that just the marketplace should be open to? Yeah, first and foremost, I mean, we always start by working very closely with our customers to understand their goals. Collaboration is key in these examples. Um, you know, we, we work with our customers to understand what are they looking to achieve with this product? What are the key properties and performance attributes? Is there a problem or is there a challenge that they're looking to solve with an existing product or are they looking for something new, a new solution? Um, in certain markets, consumers are, are really the driving force behind the need for a change of materials and packaging materials in many cases. Um, an example of this is kind of near and dear to my heart is we often see this in the retail space. As consumer shopping uh, habits continue to evolve more toward online versus in-store, um, consumers, subsequently brands, are becoming increasingly aware of the footprint our packaging materials have on this planet and therefore they're demanding more sustainable options. As a major paper, specialty paper producer, we really have the resources and the expertise to fully support and, and most importantly to really lead this change that we're seeing, um, which is why we've really seen a, a huge shift toward the use of our natural craft papers in applications where plastic film may have traditionally been used. Well, definitely applicable and timely based on what we've experienced just with the global pandemic. Obviously, mm -hmm. all of us were very reliant on online shopping during mm -hmm. this time. So, Zach, at Alstrom Mooshjo, we have a significant sustainability focus on people, planet, and prosperity. So this focus transfers to really the value that we bring customers. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I think, and it, I, I really like the way we, we talk about sustainability because sustainability isn't all about end of life. It's a big part of what we do uh, and making sure that the products have a sustainable end of life, but it's also about the impact that they have on on society, on people in general, the health of our business and the health of our employees, um, both financially and 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 their their physical health. So it, it's a it's a great way to look at it. We we get the opportunity to to innovate and, and address problems in the market where that might be, as Dana mentioned, taking something that has uh, a, a poor end of life uh, example and turning it into something that's very positive. You know, something that's biodegradable or even potentially compostable, where you you have good uh, end of life, or or it can be something where we literally get more miles in a vehicle per per gallon of gas or or that air filter doesn't have to be changed you know every six months it can go two years things like that are, are very sustainable because mm -hmm. they drive performance in places where you know we're using energy or we're producing carbon dioxide and things like that so reducing that impact reducing that footprint helps us to look at that um, product life cycle and the product value over the course of its life and that and that gives us a really big opportunity to help customers and really big opportunity to to drive value for them and and, and show them what those choices are and how they impact 
um, their sustainability platforms. It really is forcing all of us to just think a little differently. Yeah, right? for sure. Mm -hmm. So in, in 2020, actually, this is super timely that you mentioned that because we have renewed our sustainability focus with this new campaign we're just about to launch called From Plastic to Purpose. And what we're trying to do is to just get customers and consumers to think differently mm -hmm. about the products that they're using in their everyday life and just ask that question, is this a sustainable choice? And um, Dana, what are some examples of, you know, how like a traditional film or plastic or non-renewable substrate can be replaced with one of our fiber-based solutions? We really see examples and, and requests for fiber-based solutions as a replacement to non-renewable substrates really all the time on a daily basis. Um, an area that we've really seen a renewed focus, especially recently on sustainability is in the e-commerce industry, as I was mentioning earlier consumers and therefore brands are really starting to demand more sustainable packaging options um, in place of traditional plastic or film-based materials. Um, we're really starting to have more responsible sourcing and, and understand the footprint that we leave on, on our planet. I guess, for example, let's, let's look at packaging materials for orders that are placed online and delivered to a consumer's home. Uh, we all do this on, you know, in my case, a daily basis. Uh, traditionally, these, these packaging materials, often non-renewable, have been engineered to withstand the most extreme conditions under the most unlikely scenarios. Uh, something like a package, let's say, being left out on your doorstep for up to two weeks in the rain. Realistically, that's, that's not going to happen to, to most of us. Uh, but traditionally, you know, the design is, is often overkill in these cases, and most of these packages never need that type of functionality. So as an alternative, we can really support with new fiber-based packaging designs for applications that would be a replacement. So looking at applications like mailers, uh, like void fill packaging to help protect items being shipped in a carton or in a package. Uh, materials that go into insulated packaging for online pharmaceutical delivery, which we've seen a huge surge in, especially recently, um, given changes in ordering habits. Um, it's really started to just evolve the way that packaging materials are, are being requested and being made. Uh, we even have a you know paper that's that's translucent or papers that are translucent that could serve as a direct replacement to film pouches, still allowing consumers to really see what's inside of that pouch but at the same time offering a renewable sustainable packaging option. Yeah, and I think as as consumers and especially uh, you know those of us in the paper industry we, we I see these things I see that mm -hmm. that package left on the step and I, I go boy there's there's other options mm -hmm. right so I think as consumers we're starting to see that um, as consumers ourselves and so when we look at opportunities to design a new product or to innovate we bring those things along and I think you know obviously as a consumer the brands are listening to that and then they're mm -hmm. aware of those things so the more that we can bring those things to light and show those potential opportunities that exist I think that helps to drive um, drive the markets and drive these potential changes mm -hmm. to something that's different. But as consumers, it's kind of on us to make sure that we are okay with our products performing a little different. They're going to look a little different. They're going to feel a little different. And if we want something that's more degradable or compostable, it's it's just going to maybe be different, right? Yeah, and I think mm -hmm. that's a that's a really good point and it's it's one that you know from a development standpoint in our position as a paper manufacturer it drives me crazy mm -hmm. because there's we we have had opportunities where we have moved to a more sustainable product 
and we have met, you know, we've checked every single box on that list of what's important to the brand and the consumer, right? Mm -hmm. Except maybe to your point, aesthetics or, vis or the visibility or the way it feels, right? So th that's that's one of those things I think as consumers and as we look at these um, things we're trying to do as a society, we have to be aware of because sometimes it's not going to look the same way. Um, sometimes that's a very good thing. Sometimes it's a very positive thing for mm -hmm. a brand to make the change and show that it is very different because that signals to the consumer going, this is different. There's a reason it's different. It mm -hmm. brings value in a different way. Other times it's really important to, to keep that brand image and keep that aesthetic there and again we do what we can to to get there but there have been projects where you know they haven't gone because of that so that's that's an opportunity i think for us as consumers to really drive that change and and acknowledge the fact that it's okay if it looks different mm -hmm. well and feedback we've even received before that i found fascinating was that the package sounded different yeah. when we opened mm -hmm. it so from going from like a plastic or a film to a paper it's going to sound different well as consumers we kind of need to be okay with that yeah. right yeah yeah and i think if we step back we go it, it kind of will. It, mm -hmm. It's a good, it's a dumb moment to kind of right. You go, yeah, of course it's going to sound different. It's made out of paper. It's not made out of plastic anymore. And I think the opportunity is to use that as as a teaching way to educate everybody to say this is different and here's why. So as paper makers, we have a responsibility to continue to push the boundaries. But as consumers, we also have a responsibility to just be okay with the change and actually push on brand owners and the brands that we love to continue to be making those sustainable choices. Yeah, for sure. And I think we've we've taken that opportunity when we can to to really get involved with brand owners, really get involved um, in, in a consumer environment to really educate people and show that there are things paper can do. It's a little different, but it's it still functions. Mm -hmm. It still meets the requirements. It still delivers what you're looking for in the way you need it. And I think at the top of our conversation, you talked really broadly about that people, planet, prosperity perspective. And that is um, not only challenging us, but also our customer base to think more broadly about their sustainability approach mm -hmm. as well. So that does, it takes a look at logistics. It takes a look at where are we procuring our wood, it, making sure that the wood that we do procure is is uh, managed responsibly from responsibly managed forests, right? Mm -hmm. So so I think, you know, we want to continue to not only push our consumers and our brand owners and our customers and have them push back right on us that everything that we are doing along the paper making process is done sustainably. Right? Yeah, and I think it's, it's also not a one size fits all answer, right? So sometimes one of those parts that you mentioned is more important than the other. And so we can, you can use those and pull those levers in different ways to, to get to the closest result that you're looking for. So if a customer does have their product and they want to try to figure out, okay, what are some of the puts and takes that I can I can do in order to make it a more sustainable solution for whether it be end of life or just as a product as a whole, how do they even approach us with this problem? Yeah, and I think uh, we, we always try to get involved as early as we can. So whether it's whether it's projects related to food, projects related to e-commerce, projects related to a construction environment, it's always we want to get involved as early as we can because we don't want a preconceived notion to get us to a point where we've eliminated an option there to, to provide more value. So bring us in early, get us involved. I think our, our company is uniquely situated with a lot of different markets that we serve and a lot of different technologies um, that can really bring um, value uh, in leaps and bounds in different ways um, that, that we can look at that globally too. I mean, this mm -hmm. is not a United States issue or a Europe issue, it's a global issue. So mm -hmm. the more we can work collaboratively across the parts of our business and our customers, it just makes us uh, a better solution provider and, and, and again, a much better supplier to our customers. 
Well, Dana and Zach, I can't thank you both enough for really just pushing all of us to be thinking differently about our approach and and what we are asking our products to do. So um, again, thank you for the insight and for all of this valuable, sustainably focused information. So to our listeners, again, thank you for joining this podcast. And we hope that um, this helps you understand that when we say at Alstrom Moom Show, we imagine fiber, we truly do. For more information on the products and the topics featured in today's interviews, please visit alstrom-moonshow.com.